Track 5. Everyday Life and Culture in the Bronze Age A little over 3,000 years ago, a Lee Valley farmer returned proudly home to his roundhouse, bearing with him a prized possession. As he carefully unwrapped the small package he had acquired, his family gathered eagerly to inspect the fruits of his journey. When finally freed from the constraints of its leather cover, the new bronze spearhead he turned over in his hands flashed the afternoon sun across the excited, upturned faces of his children. For all of them, this beautifully crafted object was more than just a weapon. It was the embodiment of their family's wealth, their status within the community, something rare and precious enough to be an item of reverence in itself. In 2011, an archaeologist's trowel struck unexpected resistance as its owner worked to reveal the depth of a Bronze Age stakehole at Nakawadra Middle 2. As the soil fell away, it exposed two heavily corroded lozenge-shaped fragments of metal. Specialist analysis later confirmed them as the probable remains of a middle to late Bronze Age spearhead. While the long years underground may have cost the weapon its prehistoric sheen, it had surrendered none of its significance. The discovery of prehistoric metal on an excavation is an extremely rare occurrence. The Nakawadra Middle Spearhead had instantly become one of the most significant artefacts recovered on the project. While metal objects such as this have come to define the Copper and Bronze Age, stone remained the primary material for the manufacture of tools. Chert and flint flakes found at Nakawadra Middle 2 and Balangaon 1 showed that the inhabitants were constantly creating new implements. They added these to the array of rubbing stones, pestles and quern stones that were central to their domestic activity. It was towards stone, not metal, that they turned when they sought to cut their meat, work their wood and grind their cereal. They complemented their stone tools with an array of pots. Ballangown I produced sherds of beaker pottery, which, though common in Ireland, is rare in the southwest. Beautifully decorated with impressed cord and comb lines, these sherds are more than 4,300 years old, having arrived in the region around the same time as the knowledge of metalworking. Over the centuries, different forms of domestic pottery evolved, by 3,400 years ago, a planar form was in favour, evidence for which was recovered at sites like Balanebranach Lower 1 and Balanoric West 2. The excavations also produced evidence for the types of crops the Lee Valley farmers grew and the livestock they raised. There were few to match the ingenuity and innovation of the residents of Balangaon 1, they were operating a corn-drying kiln at this location 3,500 years ago, one of the earliest yet known in Ireland. The charred grains at its base were identified as hulled barley, the cereal that dominated across the valley settlements. The creativeness of the Ballingown residents stretched further when, in the late Bronze Age, they became early adopters of droveways. 
The 57 metres of droveway uncovered where the bypass intersected its path is, like the corn-drying kiln, one of the earliest known on the island. A major undertaking, it was developed by constructing two parallel banks flanked by double ditches. This created a path along which they could easily drive their cattle, leading them safely towards a secure, seasonally flooded paddock. Based on numbers alone, there was one site type that stood apart from all the others. These were the Burnt Mounds, or Folktifia, the most common type of monument that archaeologists discover in Ireland. Although constructed from the Neolithic through to the Iron Age, they were most popular during the Bronze Age. Sixteen were excavated along the bypass route, with another 24 lying within a single kilometre of the road. These monuments consist of piles of burnt stones, often associated with a trough that was positioned so as to fill naturally with water. Prehistoric peoples had roasted these stones and then placed them in the water to heat it. They most probably fulfilled a wide variety of purposes, which could have included cooking, textile dyeing or leather processing. Some may even have been used to brew alcohol, or even to bathe or take a sauna. A number of the burnt mounds on the bypass produced particularly early dates. Late Neolithic farmers had built Carlehine I, while four others had been functioning at the dawn of the Copper Age. Some, like the cluster of four burnt mounds in Camp Townland, had been reused over the centuries. The example at Camp 5 was perhaps the most impressive burnt mound excavated. Here, the builders had elected to carefully line their trough with planks and stakes of alder, hazel, ash and blackthorn. Though they were likely unaware of it, they were carrying out these refinements just as yet another epochal change lay on the horizon. The coming of iron.